1: On tonight's dad band land, (laughs) here's some of what we're going to be talking about.
2: The only guy I needed
0: All right, DBL. DBL, DBL is back, everybody. We are uh, indeed back. And this is episode eleven, I think, which means that we, you know, we firmly moved into the double digits, and we are cruising. Our fan base is probably gigantic by now, right?
3: <laughs> Enormous. <laughs> I almost didn't make it to your house.
0: Yeah, they are. They are legion. <laughs> yes, all, right, all I wanna, six of I, them. I, Let's just get get started. This is Dad Bandland, the podcast that discusses all things music that we love from the perspective of a neighborhood cover band. I'm Adam Felber. I'm the keyboardist, my co-host right here, and one of our two lead guitarists, if we still have a band, it's Kevin Burke. Say hi, Kevin, and tell everybody what song we're going to be
3: dissecting
0: today and how we played
3: it. Okay, so what we're going to play is the... Classic Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones, a great song that proves that just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not awesome.
0: Yes, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not awesome. And we we will take apart how we played it. Now let's go around the horn and meet the rest of our cast of characters. Um, The man that you just heard uh, is our chief technology officer. That's Jeffy Brannion. Jeffy, what's our cocktail party conversation about tonight? We still haven't named that segment. That's just terrible. well, We'll
1: figure it out. It's Jeffy's Jukebox
0: or something. I don't know. Something alliterative.
1: We'll we'll work on it. Yeah. It was just off the cuff. Tonight's, uh, (laughs) on tonight's episode, um, uh, we are doing our favorite
0: title tracks. Title tracks. Songs that have the same name as the album from Whence They Came. Yes, I was shorthanding that to title tracks, but yes. <laughs> you have a gift for segment naming. It's clear. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And finally, rounding out our crew over there, we've got band manager and our chief vinyl officer, Brian Frank. Brian, what's the platter that matters in Brian's house of wax this, e- this evening? Uh, tonight we'll
4: be talking about uh, Toto 4, uh, which proves that just because something isn't simple doesn't mean it's not awesome.
0: <laughs> a profound
3: a setup so and a payoff
0: well done. God damn it, that was good, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. Total 4. I got <laughs> I'm going to preview this for you guys. Uh, we a lot of us kind of went on a very weird and emotional journey with Total 4 this week. We live with the album that uh, we select from Brian's yes. list. Uh, we live with it for a week before we um before we discuss it here on the podcast and it was uh it was a special journey, wasn't it, guys?
3: It was a shared journey. I mean, we, we definitely keep in touch while we're listening, and we know what we're all going through when this happens, so I can't wait to share this story.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be... <laughs>
3: It's going to be pretty
0: cool. Um, hey, speaking of special, we have a special guest with us here tonight. Uh, a lot of you probably know that amazing band known as Ninja Sex Party. And from oh, yeah. Ninja Sex Party, tonight, our guest right here in the studio is Ninja Brian. Ninja Woo-hoo! Brian, welcome. Yeah. Nice. Now, he's he is, in fact, a silent character. So... Um, you're not going to hear a lot from him, but he's here, everybody. Oh, he's here. Thank you for coming sure. on the show.
3: It's great to see him.
0: All right, so um, Kevin Burke. Yes. Let's go to our beloved segment that is still not well titled. Eleven episodes in, playing the song that playing we the played. Song,
3: the most basic description of what a cover band does. Um, yes, this uh, Covering week we're going to do what's-
0: the cover.
3: Yeah. Covering the cover. But that's not... I,
1: huh. You guys are covering your own... You're providing coverage of your cover.
3: Oh, that's clever. I'm on board now. I'm on board. Okay, I, I came sure. around. I totally Jeffy came explains around. the joke. <laughs> Jeffy, explain <laughs> the joke with Jeffy. Um. <laughs> Alright, so we Anyhow.
0: played with our band, and we talked about this briefly in episode one, but very briefly. We played the Ramones' Blitzkrieg Bop. Am I right? We did, we you're getting up.
3: We did. Yeah. I'm getting up. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm over this. No, I. Uh, <laughs> I thought the
1: cricket was moving in on him.
3: Yeah, I haven't checked now, this. out in, in tune. This in is tone. one of
0: those songs that I thought was a little on the nose for us to cover. There are two I, that's songs what I was that well, gonna we're going to co- It
3: It's yeah. designed to be covered. It's arguably over-covered, but that's pretty much. It's pretty much because it always works. You know what I mean? There's times where I pick it out, and I'm like, this is so obvious, and then everyone sings, and everyone knows it, and I'm like, this always works. This always plays, and it's it's really just because it's only about three chords, which, which is like a kind of a bonus fourth chord in it. And really, that's all you need. If you're just playing bars and you want people to get excited, if you go past four chords, you're you're running a risk. You're running a risk of people getting bored. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you, too many you
1: notes. If you say. can keep notes,
3: it, indeed, if you can wow. keep it under four chords, you know you're going to keep them entertained at least in some capacity. And this song,
0: somewhere it, in this same San Fernando <laughs> Valley, the guys from Toto are having a current heart attack. That anyone would say <laughs> they, such they a are, thing.
3: Yes, it's true. But I'm, I'm. This is this is my my general Because they play thumb. more
0: chords before nine a.m. <laughs> that it, most yeah.
3: people play all day. <laughs> no, right. And my point is, no one's singing along right away, right? You, hit, you go past four chords, you're running a risk. It's getting dangerous. Okay. Walk me through it. So you, you, it starts, it's so simple. And so, so if you've never played this song or you're not even in a band and you're just starting to learn to play guitar, you should learn this song because you'll feel good about yourself. Um, really? It, just starts in, it starts in A and you just go... <laughs> To e, yeah. A. Yeah. those are three of the
0: e, easiest e, chords
3: e, on the guitar. Then a D A, and it's also the dynamics. So you do a little palm mute, and um, that's it. So basically, it uh, the song works from those three chords with a little fourth bonus chord, and um, and the dynamics. The band drops out, the drums stay in, everyone chants, "Hey ho, let's go." And that's the song, and it always works. So if you want to start with the most basic yet effective song, I can't recommend Blitzkrieg Bop anymore. But 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 one thing we always notice here in dad band land, is for some reason the guitarist yeah. in this band keeps picking songs that don't have a piano part in that, which I can't imagine why a guitar it's player weird, would not about a It's weird because the history of player. rock and
0: roll is festooned
3: with keyboards, and yet well, unerringly...
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I find yeah, the I tracks that don't have it
3: I can't imagine a guitar player who would not be interested in a keyboard part that could be played underneath that just, that just imagine. sounds crazy to me why would anyone not think that um, yeah so of course there's no piano part in this song so right. shockingly enough so what did you do? did you do anything? did you just like dance around the whole time? did you sing back? I don't know what you, I didn't look at you so what, what do you do when we play this song? I
0: made the sound of the song better
3: no, I'm sure. I'm sure, but and, my and, and music I can play you the part that I music. did.
0: I can play you the part that I did. Oh, oh my god! Um, <laughs> I can play you the part that I did, but it's going to sound terrible because you know when in doubt, and you're a keyboard player, you cheese it up a little bit to just fill up the
3: sonic spectrum. So right.
0: I I picked like a six '70s dub organ like this.
3: I'm really I'm in, I'm into this now. This is exciting. So-
0: Later in the song, when things heat up, it's. Uh... <laughs> it sounds like roller rink shit, but. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a baseball game. Yeah. Exactly. This is the thing. This is a secret that all of us keyboardists hold, is that that shit sounds terrible solo, <laughs> and then you you layer it onto the background, and this. Fills up the spectrum and just makes everybody sound better. There's just more harmonics. I'm just playing the block that, chords. There's nothing true. else you're to finding,
3: do. You're finding the real estate that the, the guitars and bass aren't playing in, and it it does sound great. That does sound awesome yeah. when you fill that in. But and I can't so, deny, I mean, watch, even watching you play like... that, it sounds fun. You were are you having fun? That looks fun.
1: <laughs> I do. I do feel it, like I want to order peanuts.
3: It, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, nice. I didn't um, realize it was that close. We could have made a made a medley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, the thing about the thing about it is is and and i I really do mean it it's it's not that fun, but it is you know, it's a fun song to be part of a band that's playing, and it's good to know that I you know, I'm just adding a little bit of growl underneath um the churn, as it were.
3: I remember, I'll never forget when we first went to play it, because we just brought, someone mentioned it, and we said, we should just learn it, because it's easy. And I turned to Adam, the other Adam, the other guitarist, didn't know the first couple chords. And I was like, well, it's A and D. And then he immediately was like, I got it, I got it. As soon as he knew <laughs> that first, like, chord and a half, he was like, it's, yeah, I'm in. I know the whole song. It's and non-mysterious. So it's that, I mean, there's it's not that, that much to
0: say about it. But I do recommend, you know, as cliched a choice as it is, if you're in a cover band out there, you could do worse than to have this one in your back pocket just for, you know, when they don't want you to leave the stage because this will yes. thrill everybody and then they will be ready for you to leave the stage.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> after, after, you, after you play your uh, stadium keyboard solo there. <laughs> and with that...
0: <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go pay for this keyboard because, uh, you know, I, I'm still on the installment plan. This is Dead <laughs> Bandland. We'll be right back. is back oh my god those are some these are some products that i want to buy um and i have bought many of them uh just so everybody knows (laughs) we're recording this before we record the commercials or before the commercials are slugged in there so i'm not quite sure what we just advertised kevin
3: Oh, no, no. I'm so, yeah, oh, still here. I think we were yeah. waiting
0: for the cricket.
3: <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiting for some bit. Yeah, the cricket had something Kevin, to say. Kevin, you
0: froze so much, I thought your, your computer had gone. I thought it really froze. Uh,
3: no, I was doing I was doing a bit. Oh, that's
0: great, because there's nothing that bit. works on a podcast better than <laughs> side games. It was not a good bit. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, I just want to mention, here we go. Um, we also want to thank Ninja Brian from Ninja Sex Party for being here with us. I I wish he wasn't so in character that he's not speaking, but... We love you. We love you, Brian. We do love him. Here we go. We, it is time to enter Jeffy's Jukebox. Jeffy's, what's going on Jukebox. Jeffy's Jukebox, you ask? Well, <laughs> yeah. it's title tracks this
1: week, folks. Uh, I'm going to start us out with two. Um, okay, just to, if, just
0: to spell it out for our slower listeners. Oh, yes, sorry. We're, yes, talking, sorry. About we're talking about songs. We're talking about songs. <laughs> that have the same title. <laughs> that have the same title <laughs> as, the as the album, album that, they're on. Yes, and before we start, Jeffy's jukebox. I just want to say, just sort of a general observation to frame this. Oh no! Um, I noticed that, like, it's kind of an old-timey thing to name the album for the song. Like, Mm. like it's the kind of thing that you would expect back in the in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, well, I, it's like, yeah, it's like the Beatles present Hard Day's Night and other favorites.
3: But I think that comes from they had singles out first and people were like, we want more. Of exactly. This. And then yeah, it became exactly. like, so- OK,
1: you want Hard Day's Night, huh? We'll give you Hard Day's Night. We'll give you a lot of it. That's
0: Forever. exactly what happened. And so, so then it became rarer over the uh, over the years. But it's still a thing that happens. And, and it's interesting to me that sometimes the title track really isn't even that good or memorable.
3: Well, that's what I was trying to find. That's a whole other discussion. But yeah, the discussion of memorable, what I found going, I went through my whole collection and looked at them, and I think even if they weren't the best songs, they ended up being great titles for the song for the albums. They all ended up being great, even if they weren't the most favorite song on the album. I found almost no albums with bad title songs.
1: Interesting. Yeah, they weren't often the best song on the album, I, I would agree, but they were they were almost always good songs oh, okay then we're going to have to come back of and the do album.
0: bad title tracks cuz that so, that would yeah, be another yeah. good one but, but let's
4: I would also say usually you don't title the album before you make it so what True. happens is the album title is the last thing that happens and so a lot of times either you name it after a song because it's the most evocative of the feeling or because you think it's the best <laughs> or because It was a single previously, like you were saying. That was the old-fashioned way. The singles came out first, and then they titled the album that so people would know, if you buy this album, this song is on this album.
0: Right. right? Brian Frank, did you ever help name an album after its title track?
4: (sighs) That's a great question. Let me think about it. No, I've helped name albums that... Did not use the title track, but not not the title. But to me, in in thinking about this concept, though, you know, to me, it was thinking about songs that, like, were evocative that that really spelled out what the album was. Right. That was like the key track, even if it's not necessarily the quote unquote best track or the single. It it provided the framework for the album or the symbolism of the album. So
0: that's how you were thinking about it. But we're gonna because no, no, no. we we have now titled this segment as of ten minutes ago, Jeffy's jukebox. Jeffy's
1: jukebox.
0: jukebox. <laughs> ah, <yes. laughs> I'm gonna let Jeffy Brannion go oh, first nice. and tell us
1: tell All us right. his, his, In his own jukebox. Uh,
0: well yes. I'm I'm just gonna give you I'm just
1: <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna poke my head out from my jukebox, because that's where they keep me.
0: And uh <laughs> <you> Artie Johnson. <laughs>
1: Yeah, everyone's gonna get that,
3: Adam. Yep. <laughs> I, it's only I, I, was was I was wondering. was if that's an ecstasy band member. No, no, it's a it's wow. a laugh in reference. The, yeah. Only the <laughs> comedy writers in the crowd are gonna jukebox. get it. Box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. For those
1: of yeah. you who don't know Ruth Buzzy, you can get into your, your Artie Johnsons. All right. So come on, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. It's time. <laughs> wow. Uh, Okay, we're going to start with Motorhead Ace of Spades.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's a great, I did, that was not on my list, but man, is that a great one. Holy Isn't cow, I'm very angry at myself.
0: yeah. And oh. then I'm going to go. Wait, let's hear a tiny bit of Motorhead oh, Ace of yeah, you,
1: Spades. Yeah, well, you got to hear it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> if, tee it up. If you're, if you're not familiar. Face. no you're not wrong go ahead what's next thriller oh also on my list also on my list you jeffy has taken brian's entire list all right yeah.
1: I'm, I'm only gonna do one more and then i will i will let the floor
0: born thriller in the is USA. a great track oh
3: oh Ultimately. Now that to yeah. me is kind, yeah, and Brian's said,
0: nodding. Yeah. Brian's, and that's, now Brian's shooting himself in the head. Um, no, no but, <laughs> I got, I got many more. You got Man, more? Yeah, okay. I got,
4: no, I, but same. those are some classics. Those I got to say, those one those of the classics. talking about, yeah,
0: "Born in the USA" is a perfect example of what Brian was saying. Like, like yeah. Yeah. nothing frames that album like that song. Uh, right. And yeah, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Brian, what do you have left on your list now that Jeffy I, I, has decimated? I have more.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> I just want to leave some room for other people. Some yes, for I'm that, all about inclusivity.
3: Yes. That's really true about thanks, you, Jeffy. Thanks. Your jukebox is very inclusive, Jeffy. Thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, Jeffy's I, inclusive I, jukebox. I I th- <laughs> yeah, Jeffy's jukebox in-
0: of justice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: Maybe you, we we have some branded juice you can buy as well. Uh,
0: Jeffy's jukebox juice <laughs> <laughs> of justice. <laughs> just Josh. okay go ahead really? brian what did jeffy leave you on your list
4: um nwa straight out of compton
0: oh right, right let's hear a little bit of that and then um we and then bleep it all here it comes <laughs> Yeah, now that is another archetypal. They are telling you exactly where they're coming from, literally. Yeah,
4: That's <laughs> sets the, that sets the tone Quite for bad. the whole album. And another geographic one, the Clash London Calling.
3: Oh, that's great. Oh, that's, that's another thing. great one. Right? Fantastic, Fantastic.
4: yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave some, some more room for uh, Kevin, but I want to throw out my, uh, my twist here. <gasps> Song, album, Band. Whoa. All the same title. <coughs> see, oh. I've got.
0: We were thinking of doing uh, band s- with the song names. No, this so is that will be a later I one. But go ahead. You got a no, triple. No. No. You got a triple. a
4: Black Sabbath. Whoa! Black yes. Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Yes. Uh-huh. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Of course. Uh-huh. And Kevin's favorite. Bad Company. Bad Company. Bad Company.
3: <laughs> <Ooh>. That's that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm, surprised you, didn't, uh, I, I'm th- surprised you didn't I thought you were to say Blitzkrieg or something, but that, that is, those are three top of the line. That's great. I,
0: I have to say, Kyle just messaged us um, U2, the song U2 off the album U2. Right,
3: right. <laughs> of course, that's a very famous U2 song. <laughs> very famous U2 song. Um,
0: and I, I, to your triple, I'm going to add, and I, I might be right about this, triple, MTV double. hit from the 80s, Talk Talk.
3: Mm.
0: From the album that's Talk Talk cool. by the band Talk Talk.
3: I'm gonna trust you that that's true. I'm just yeah. gonna completely trust what? you. Yeah. All yeah. right. If I'm also, right, don't forget if I'm XTC, right, we're gonna play XTC. XTC. XTC that's gotta be. there has yeah. gotta be an XTC. No.
1: Album. No. Oh my god. No. I am gonna make you
3: listen to XTC album. XTC are the, name, XTC are the names of the to... band members. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. That's, you know nothing about them.
0: <laughs> we hate you right now, Jeffy. I'm me and enjoying
3: how little I know about XTC. I want to see how long I can get this before you educate it, me in this.
0: I'm gonna make sure I do, but um, but I'll educate you starting
1: tonight. <laughs> Kevin, this why don't a you start as educating?
3: As such a <laughs> he no, is out back, back yeah. Fuck,
1: I've got some speakers out there that I
3: want you to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I want to meet me outside. I've got a tape <laughs> in my car. Kevin, what do you got? <laughs> oh, what have I? So I've got some, some that that the talking about how it is not just a great song, but really sets the whole tone. And so in, in yeah. a one-two punch, I obviously have "Purple Rain" and "Sign of the Times." We've talked about those. Those are right on. The I, money. Have those. Those are super I have those. are obviously top line. Too. Once mm. <laughs> and then tied to what Jeffy was saying, I think Born to Run absolutely does the exact same thing oh, on Born to Run. Yes. Born to Run is like a call <laughs> yeah. to action. It is saying like things are gonna change right now and that um and then I, I'm but weirdly, in,
0: Born well, to Run is not the first song on Born to Run.
3: Is it? Except that except yeah, no, it's not. It's not. But it is it it is but it does, selling the it,
0: that's d- like if you have
3: to pick the singular moment that Bo- you almost get to born the run do you know what I mean you have to ramp up to experience born the run it doesn't have to Yeah st- the screen door because- has to
0: slam and Mary's dress has to wave and then you got to yeah. go to 10th Avenue which freeze for a while and yeah
3: Which brings me to my next one which is which is Heroes by David Bowie which isn't the first oh, track on the album but I absolutely saved that one for you. sells that oh, <laughs> Thank you So, d- so did thank I Thank you <laughs>
4: Thank I didn't you. even bother writing down the Prince yeah, ones, guys. Not, yeah.
3: <laughs> but I I have, I have three ones I quickly want to go through that are great songs, but don't capture capture the album necessarily, and plane. that is plane. plane. I'll wait for the plane. Hang on.
0: There's a plane. Hopefully it'll fall on the cricket.
3: <laughs> go ahead, Kev. Is it clear enough? You sure? Yeah, it's clear. So I, three songs that I think are great, but ne- aren't necessarily part of the whole album are Madonna, Ray of Light is a great song, a title track yes. from a, from a great album. Um, draw the you, line. You don't by, think you it's so, you don't, that song before? Yeah, yeah. we talked about yeah. that album. Yeah, um, draw the line by Aerosmith, possibly my favorite Aerosmith song, not my favorite Aerosmith album, but holy hell, Weird. a great Aerosmith title track. And then how Paranoid.
0: many Ninas were Paranoid on that by, album cover? Um, what's that? <laughs> how many Ninas were on that album cover? Anybody know?
3: Oh, hidden on the, hidden in the caricature. Yeah. I do not know. Yeah, because
0: it was the old New York Times caricature. Surest yeah. um, Hirschfeld, who yeah. used to hide his daughter's name Nina, um,
3: in every are, there in every
1: are nine one. Nine Ninas on that. You just looked app. it up. You looked it up. No, <laughs>
3: I love it. I just guessed. Uh, you just guessed. I uh, oh. and we have to believe you. Now. I didn't have time <laughs> we to We all look accepted it, up. it. We're like, yeah, it's got to be nine. Yeah, I should have <laughs> just. Right. I should
1: have just sold it. Oh yeah, totally, guys. <laughs> Actually, that's the only thing I know about the guy. Like, tell me the piece of art, <laughs> Dude, and I, I can about tell you how many Ninas.
3: Yeah. No, um,
1: Hirschfeld is who I'm talking about.
3: I'm a big fan. <laughs> I am too. Yeah, Kevin, go ahead. You had one more. Oh, Paranoid. Black Sabbath. Paranoid is is an all time classic. Off of the but same, but that
4: wasn't the name of the album. The label changed the name of the album. Oh, the name that- of the album was War
3: Pigs. Of oh. course, that's of course. why the album. But that's oh, not, not like the version that was the person I live with.
4: <laughs> yes, Paranoid. But the, this is the point: yeah. is yeah. the 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 band turned in the album. It was called War Pigs, and that's why the cover of the album has a guy dressed like a pig <clears throat> right. with the sword.
0: At war, yeah. And
4: then the label changed the name <laughs> of the album to Paranoid you know what? I have to, say, to match the, with the single.
3: I have to say this. The label was right. If it was called War Pigs, I'm not sure we would be talking about it. I was thinking about yeah. this with Metallica kill all which was <laughs> going to be called Metal Up Your Ass. If it had been called mm. Metal Up Your Ass, we may not even be talking about Metallica <laughs> today. We <laughs> that's
0: We're amazing. not talking gonna, about
1: them differently.
3: Exactly. Yes, we would. Like, sometimes the label might get it right. And yeah, maybe the label maybe the label that. was
0: like, "Hey Metallica, can you write a song called Metal Up Your Ass?" And they were like, "Okay, <laughs> change the title."
4: <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, <laughs> Good not point. to mention the uh, <laughs> point the taken. The name of uh, the Beastie Boys' debut album, which we will not say out loud, but they had a v- rather unique idea for the name of their album that the label I did not, did not know approved. that. I, did I not, didn't know, I
3: did know that know either. That. Yeah. I also made um, a list, and we can talk to this after, but a list of very famous bands that never once did this title track. Uh, let's, let's, let's
0: continue to, to let's, yeah, let that be our you dessert. Us,
3: you haven't given us I haven't given list. you any yet.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Now, I had a lot of the ones that you guys had. But one um, uh, I wanted to call attention to, because it's an album that was so overrated for years that I believe that it's probably underrated now, Whoa. which is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And yeah, what's cool I, it was about that, what's cool about that is that they give it to you twice. Yeah. And it's only like a minute and a half long both times. But the thing I just wanted to point out to everybody is that is that the reprise at the end, when they bring it back, it's only like a minute and 20 seconds. And it is sandwiched, you know, it happens right before a day in the life, which is a song that everybody thinks about at the end of it. So I don't think people adequately Get how hard that second version of the song rocks because I've, it actually rocks uh, dude, super dude, duper I've, hard. I
3: think about this all the time. I can't believe you're saying this because I'm always thinking about the Beatles are a rock band. And, yeah. and and when you think about the Beatles, though, people think about them being more melodic and all of this. Like the Hamburg era of them being a real rock band with four people isn't really it never captured. leaves. It wasn't really captured that often, but that second version of Sgt. Pepper kicks ass. That rocks. Let's as hear hard a little bit of else. it
0: right now because it, it's just it's just full. It's here. Yeah, see, oh, dude,
3: the see cars what I'm are about? crunching. It it, it is <laughs> yeah. the, It is my favorite version of it. Yeah, I get yeah, so me, pumped when too. that happens. Far and
0: away, I want it to go on longer. I understand that it's just a. A cute I concept to frame the album, but it's great. I, I here's another the one that first one was
3: that that hard when it opens,
0: you know. I I brought a I, I totally agree with you. I brought a couple others that I thought you guys wouldn't bring, and then a couple that that I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, maybe you have them on your list. Here's one. I here's one that just fascinates me: Maggot Brain.
3: That, mm-hmm. that fascinates you in general, or just the or the <laughs> song? The song, <laughs> its place
0: in rock history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's. Is that a Parliament? It's a Parliament album, right? Or is that? No, that's Funkadelic, I think. And it is, <clears throat> like, most guitarists, talk, you know, spend some time with, with that guitar solo. Right. Um, have right. you ever, Kevin?
3: I have not. I don't have to try to learn it. I've never tried to learn it. I know it, but I've never tried to learn it.
0: It's crazy good. Let's listen to a tiny bit of Maggot Brain right now. fantastic so I, I wanted to bring that one up these are ones that i thought you guys would bring up like back in black obviously
3: yeah oh i list. thought about oh, that I've that was only that was said so three now so
1: that, now, can i say one yeah Can we do like a,
0: a little yeah. round robin now let's or just all like,
1: throw our uh-huh. favorites no. yeah throw okay out. um uh let's stay
3: together al green all right oh. all right nice yeah
4: the who my generation
3: Oh, interesting. I always thought is, that was, was a that single the name of the one. album? I always thought there was a single that turned into an album. Was it not?
4: The well, the single was out, but the album was called The Who Sings My Generation.
3: Oh, right. It, right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That in fact that distinctly lets you know you're buying a version of that single right now. Yes, you are. letting you know who is involved and what they do on it. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. great. Kevin, what do you got? Give me one uh, Rhythm Nation. Which I think is a great title track oh. and sets up that Isn't, whole record. Yep.
0: Isn't the album called something like Rhythm Nation 1812?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got an 1814 additional 1814 or something like 1814, that. 14, so, yeah. thank you, dude. Yeah, sorry.
0: That's a uh, good hit. Uh, let, I'll, I'll throw one in. Um, what's going on? Right. Oh, that doesn't very suck. Good. <laughs> That's very good. really, really fucking it's good, right? Thing. And it's yep. and it says the whole thing. And that album. If you're wondering if that album holds up, spoiler <laughs> alert,
3: it holds up in a big, it's, big, big it's, way. It's, it's actually only gotten better in my in my experience. I agree, so.
1: hard agree. Um, how about the unforgettable
0: fire? Wait a minute! Oh, that is a song, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so clearly a very memorable <laughs> one for Adam. That's Not for great. me. Well, you, you <laughs> know about it's, it's, my it's, my complicated relationship <laughs> with you too. It's, it's my I, favorite I, song <laughs> on the yeah. album. Yes. Is it really? Mm-hmm. So much so that you'd like to hear a tiny bit of it right now? A tiny tiny little piece. <laughs> here's a little here's a little snippet on Jeff's jukebox.
3: Back. Kevin, you have a question
0: about this. I
3: had a question for the, you, Jeffy, on this on this line. Is that the only U two album with a title track? Is there a
0: song um, called Boy?
3: No. Um, it- <laughs> Is there a song called Achtung Baby? There's not.
0: Is there a song called "How to Disband"? Oh, wait, an
3: bomb? is a song. Z-Ropa. So, so there right. we go. Zoropa. So I, I, right. I found my way out.
0: We've officially hit our YouTube limit. Yeah, um,
4: take us out.
0: <laughs> Brian, but give us one more.
4: We haven't hit our. We haven't hit our Metallica limit. Master oh, no. puppets. Where, Master. Where were you, Kevin?
0: Uh, <laughs> <Master> <laughs> I puppets. thought you had it. I
3: thought you. I thought that was yours. Yeah. I was on board we, with I mean, that. We Master talk
0: about
1: puppets. we talk about Metallica every week at this point.
3: <laughs>
0: yes. I'm going to throw out two more just because they're both interesting. Synchronicity. Which is a part one and a part two that on the album, there are Synchronicity. parts on that one. And, and the songs song. are nothing to do with each other. Just nothing. No. E- th- except yeah. the word synchronicity. Um, and just because it weirdly is undergoing a huge resurgence in popularity these days, Band on the Run.
4: Is it undergoing
0: a... I didn't yeah. know it was. Yeah, I I'm was. seeing... I'm seeing that lighten up on the on – maybe it's because people are worried about Paul McCartney's health. Yes. But on social media, there's a whole reconsideration of Wings thing happening. Oh, that's – uh, yeah, and but I love Wings. Too.
3: I love Wings. I think Wings is fantastic. But uh, Band on the Run is a, <laughs> a good one. That's, yeah. that's great. I didn't have that on my list. I had Brown Sugar on my list, which is a great album and great song.
0: Wow, that's a good one. We haven't, we haven't talked about the Stones that much on this show. I'm sure that will be I'm rectified.
3: About Brown Sugar, not, not the Stones' oh. Brown Sugar. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, no, D'Angelo Brown Sugar. <laughs> oh, you're, you, you're, well, There's D'Angelo's Brown, that, Sugar is,
2: Brown
4: Sugar is yeah, straight it's up great. Those are, those are two very different songs.
3: I had my list. Well, I think the, I think the real, well, the one who sneaks it by, the most famous band who sneaks this by is Led Zeppelin, who did name an album after a song but it was not a song on that album. In fact, the song didn't show up until the album later. So they, they stuck that's, the by with Houses of the Holy.
4: My theme for that we have to discuss is albums named for songs that are not on that album, but then appear on other albums.
3: Is that a like category, Brian? Or is that Other than Houses of the Holy, I don't have any in my arsenal right now. But what, what do you have? There, Give me another one. There are one.
4: a few. Um, I got to think Fu Manchu's done that a couple times. Well, oh, that's your band.
0: I know, but it's, it's an example. You manage them. I know, but it's an example. It's like a I, do of interest. Think, I do okay. think it's notable that that that's a fact
3: that I believe. I, sorry, I'm wrong, but I believe REM and I, and I know Van Halen never once had a title track. There's never been even in the Hagar eras. There's never been a title track Van Halen song, and I don't think REM ever once wrote a title track. uh, I think you're
0: right about that. Yeah,
3: there are certain bands that just clearly have no interest in doing Mm -hmm. that. They want to separate the title from any of the individual songs on the album.
0: Well, I want to attach our title to our sponsors, because that's where we're going right now. This is Dad Band Land, and these are the products we love. Dad Band Land, we're back! (laughs) <laughs> oh, sir? Robin Leach. <laughs> oh. That was that was good. Welcome go back uh, like uh, to Bad, bad. That guy host Oh, we were doing bad accents during the break. But now we're doing good albums, or are they, after the break, because we are entering Brian's House of Wax. And that thing that you just heard, I once again I have to say Kyle McGraw, our editor, you're fantastic. That, the, I love the Brian's House of Wax theme.
4: You crushed it. You make me feel so important. Every it
3: is week. great. It is good. And you are important, Brian. You should feel important. So I'm glad that Kyle made that for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm, I feel celebrated.
0: <laughs> Brian, what's, in, what, what's inside your House of Wax this week? I want you to talk about this album before we talk about our journey. Just to clarify, we're talking about our friend Brian Frank, Not our silent guest, Ninja Brian. There's a difference, right, Brian Frank? Yeah, I mean, it gets really
4: confusing with two Brians, but, uh, you know, since Ninja Brian is mute, I think it works out. (laughs) I think so, too. Yes. So um, today I am proud to present Toto 4, surprisingly the band's fourth album. (laughs) I did see that coming. Which which was uh, released on April 8th, 1982. Um, so at the time of this, uh, or thereabouts, uh, it's turned 40 years old. Um, the version that we're listening to is, or at least that I listened to was my tear hot original pressing, which is very exciting. Uh, so Toto was a band of four guys from the San Fernando Valley, uh, who were Uber instrumentalists. Uh, they performed with, uh, Steely Dan, Seals and Crofts, Boz Skaggs, Sonny and Cher, real musos. And what happened was their first album that came out was a big commercial success. Was that Toto 1? It's just (laughs) self-titled Toto.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's Jaws uh,
4: isn't called Jaws 1. It is to me. Yeah. Um, But their Mm. third album was called uh, Toto 3 in 3D. So. There is that. As was <laughs> the Photo <track. Auto> 3D. <laughs> uh, and uh, so their first record was, was a hit, but then the second and third, not so much. Um, and so they were under some pressure, apparently, from their record label to produce uh, something that would be successful commercially. And they produced this album themselves, which is notable uh, based on the quality of it. They spent uh, almost a year uh, recording in L.A. at Sunset Sound and record one. And what's crazy too when I read about this is at the time a 24 track recorder was like the standard of uh, in recording studios. They actually got three 24 track recorders and synced them up, which are you kidding me? And the way they did that was one track of the 24 was used to sync the other one. So it was 23 times three, 69 tracks.
0: Wow. Um, Anyway, And, and every one of them is necessary. Exactly. <laughs> well, would not mix <laughs> down
1: any of those individual stumps, yeah. no.
4: <laughs> and here's the thing. Their, their experiment uh, and their um, goal of being successful worked. The album was an enormous commercial success, uh, hitting number one in Australia, Canada, and the Netherlands, number two in Norway, number three in Japan, number four in the UK and the US. But even more incredibly in the US, it won six <laughs> Grammys. Six including Six. album of wow. the year, wow. producer of the year, which the band won, uh, and then a best engineered recording for non-classical. So again, all this stuff about how they recorded and made this record. And then Rosanna, the single, won record of the year, best instrumental arrangements with accompanying vocals, best vocal arrangement for two or more voices. So... There's a lot of, of musical appreciation and quality in this record, but also it was a huge commercial success, which I find interesting, including the single Africa, which is their only number one in America, and Rosanna, which hit number two, and that, those are the, the bookends of your, your album there. Um, what's, uh, what's sad is this was the final album from the original lineup after it was so successful.
0: Is and- that sad? <laughs>
4: Well, I, you know, you think about a band. You think about a uh, band maybe yeah. like yours, yeah. where you get the members together. It's after
3: difficult to keep you we didn't working together. We didn't even talk about that no, this week. No, Kevin, I, how's your no. band doing? Wait, are there, This is the Toto section. This is clearly Brian's house of wax. I acc- why accidentally we, skipped you, the Kevin's yeah, failing to reunite are you, a section. Why are you bringing this stuff up right now? We're talking about Toto. <laughs> All right, go on, Brian.
4: Sure. <laughs>
1: Going that well, huh? <laughs>
3: Yeah,
4: and, and uh, the last thing I want to mention—the reason why I'm highlighting all this stuff about their musicianship and their ability to uh, to produce in the studio—right, think about this. So, right after this album, which had a number one single, a number two single, one six Grammys, the guys in this band worked on Michael Jackson's Thriller. Okay, heard of it? They never heard of it. <laughs> Steve Vai co-wrote Human Nature. You might have heard of that song. Steve Lukather played rhythm guitar to Eddie Van Halen's lead guitar on Beat It, right? And the whole rest of the band played on various tracks on that album. Right after that, they also worked on Chicago 16.
0: Oh, my God. uh, That was loaded with hits.
4: Two of the guys co-wrote Waiting for You to Decide, and three of the guys played on that album. So that's all within, like, a two-year period, they were on three of the biggest commercial successful commercially successful albums of all time in America, and that is a testament, I believe, to the quality of this. album. There is quality, so, and
0: there is something else, and this is this okay. is where I want to start the journey that we've all been on. Now, when I was is a kid, word. I, <clears throat>
3: journey. I the journey is the, the, word. Journey is the correct we're word. You're going to end up somewhere. When
0: I was a kid, I was kind of you know tending towards the more alternative. And some of the punk stuff. I know Kevin was in the land of metal. Jeffy, you were, this where predates, were you at just, that you know, point? This
3: predates, this was, this yeah. was dentist office music when I was a kid. I just want you to know, but my, I had no okay. knowledge of Toto for coming out okay. when I was young. Yes. Well,
0: he, here's, here's what I want to say about it. I had only heard until this week, the two singles, Rosanna and Africa. And I love those songs, somewhat ironically. I mean, uh Africa because it's so weird and appropriative in a weird way and just kind of funny. It was my go-to karaoke song for years until it's had its recent resurgence. Now everybody's singing it, uh, so I don't sing it anymore. Um, but you're that's a about contrarian. all I. Because I'm a contrarian, that's about all <laughs> I. No, it's not as funny if if if, if everybody's expecting it. Um, that's about all I knew of Toto. And Kevin, you had heard the album.
3: I listened to it a year ago. Jeffy, you had heard the album. Yeah, I put it on times. Yes. Many (laughs) times.
0: And we all had trepidation going into this. So what (laughs) happened was one day when I was going out on a shopping mission, I texted you guys. This was uh, Mm -hmm. last Friday Mm -hmm. as I was listening to the album for the first time. And what I wanted, I thought our text chain was amusing enough that we should read our text chain. And Brian, if you haven't heard this, because I know you were super busy this week. Um, this is this is how we no, experience I, Toto and Four, and I haven't read this. Since I got so I don't out know what's of a there.
4: meeting. No, no, I got out of a meeting with thirty-two missed texts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what happened to me,
4: and I was like, "What like- the hell is going
0: on? Somebody died." And then I'm like,
4: "Oh, oh no. no, just oh, these
3: no, It's just Toto Four. It's just Dad Band
0: Land. talking <laughs> so, about Toto Four. <laughs> I want to I want to uh, preface this by saying this is the beginning of our journey, and it doesn't end here because uh, there' no, no, transformations took place. This is the first step. Okay. So as, as, I as, as a some read, of these texts, I, I do too. Here we go. <laughs>
3: I it started some like of these this. Texts. It's true. But I part of the you journey. It starts somewhere we somewhere different.
0: I, I texted you guys, cruising into Van Nuys, the home of Toto, listening to Toto Four. Could be worse. Why don't we make believe that's
1: a good song? <laughs> <laughs>
3: And and then I said, there's a Toto member who lives near us in in the valley, allegedly.
0: To which I replied, a couple minutes later, I think it was like 10 minutes later, 20, I wrote, so much ear candy. That's one word for it. it.
3: It is very controlled and professional. The needle never enters the red.
0: And just like candy... It makes me feel empty.
3: There are people out there who feel this is rock and roll. These people wear pleated slacks. Oh! (laughs) Just like the black meat
1: of the giant aquatic Brazilian centipede, there are good and bad aspects of this album.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Since it's their fourth album, does this make Africa their stairway to heaven?
0: Then there was a pause of about 10 minutes and uh, I came back with, I feel like this is really good music that is also making me hate music.
3: (laughs) Which I said, it's a slippery slope from there to hating your own life. Listen with caution.
1: That's what bad music
3: wants you to think. So that means it's working? Is it possible that this week we have an entire guilty pleasure album?
1: If you think Toto 4 is good music, it's definitely
3: working. (laughs) To to be fair, this convo inspired me to listen to their Dune album all day, which I do not regret.
1: (laughs) I used to have that shit on repeat for hours at a time.
3: Uh, Yes, I have pulled out this album on more than one occasion to write to. The Dune soundtrack is both ambient enough for my tastes and slick enough in 80s production to return me to the primordial ooze that created me.
0: Whereas Toto 4 is turning me into
3: that ooze. I just grew a mullet. A bald mullet? A Ben Franklin? Because that's the best kind of mullet. (laughs) I'm nine songs
0: in. Nothing means anything anymore.
3: Ah, but I bet your heart rate and blood pressure have been steady. Check to see if your Fitbit thinks you're sleeping.
0: There is no sleeping. Or waking. No joy. No pain. All is Toto. Toto is all. You have finally achieved true mediocrity. You have
1: achieved oneness with nothingness.
0: <laughs> and scene! All right, everybody. That wow. is what we that is what we were thinking towards the beginning of our journey with Toto. Um and, and Brian, I, I want to bring you in on this right away because you're aware that some people consider Toto clinical and unrocking and uninspired.
4: Absolutely. And I do want to be clear, too, with my record collection of thousands and thousands of <laughs> records. It does not mean that I'm a huge fan of every single record that we're talking about or every right. single record that right. we're celebrating the anniversary of. And But I do appreciate all of these records for their various values. And I would say as a as a young boy, I like Kevin, this was dentist office music. I had no awareness of, of this album being released or anything like totally. that you know of course i knew uh I knew the singles Rosanna and Africa they were on the radio I think um my sister maybe won a, a seven inch single of Rosanna at like a bat mitzvah or something potentially that seems to to ring some bells um but uh <laughs> But, and, and then I ended up buying this record and a couple other Toto records, somewhat ironically, right? They were like a couple bucks. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, it. Sure. Who, who, who wouldn't want Africa on vinyl? Like, go for it. <laughs> and, then, and then I actually, like, listened to it and then understood just like my, I do love Steely Dan and I have an obsession with Steely Dan. Then I started to understand the genealogy of the band and what it was yeah. all about and and that's the thing i was surprised too i became in listening to this this week um a big fan of the second side of the record it really picked mm-hmm. up steam for me there was some you know we, we were talking about the sincerity of it uh earlier but like that side too man all the it just hit 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 and then culminated in africa for me i was i was
0: with it I disagree, but I hear you. Okay. And Ke- and Kevin and Jeffy, I want you to describe your personal journey. Well, so, I want to flip over the cards and say that yeah. by, like, by the end of the week,
3: well, here's what, here's Jeffy what, and yeah. Kevin ended up on here's Team what, Toto. Here's what happened is I, I was listening to it, and I thought I was I, – I mean, it's actually my brother who said this correctly. He called this album a celebration of professionalism, which is probably the most accurate description of this record, right? If you love professionalism, you're there. And I thought it was mostly rock for people who don't want to be uncomfortable was my idea. And I was putting it on and I was like, <laughs> I was like that's so good. I was like, you know what? This, I was like, I'm, I'm too cool for Toto 4. And then I realized maybe I'm the asshole, right? Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe this is the issue because it started to, I was the first one to crack. I'm going to say during the course of this week, the first one to crack was me. So we now know if someone well, you, tries to you brainwash
1: something was happening.
3: Yeah, like, right. so if someone tries to play us, I'm going You it was having an first. effect on you. It was, I f- was, an effect of positivity. I knew it. You were denying it. I was in. I
1: w- yeah, I was like, no way, this is cheese. I'm too cool like, for I'm, this, you were thinking. I. Yeah, I'm way yeah. too cool, way too That's cool
0: for this, That's what I thought, right? but and, it won me over. <clears throat> yeah, well. It really I, did win you over. Well, here's, why,
3: here's why it won me over. I can, t- I can pinpoint exactly where it won me over, but I'll start first before we get... Jeff pointed out he can talk in more detail about this, but it's unrelentingly sincere, and it is. There's just something about it where they're just going all in on this. And I think yeah. Jeffy was saying the same exact thing. Yeah. You can't deny I it. I was
1: saying it's it's real I mean, except for the one song, I won't hold you back, I think it is. Like they're relentlessly upbeat. And there's so much love talk. There's so much love pattern Sincere going on. Like, no, Sincere love
3: talk, but not ironic It's all about it's pledging
1: t- yourself and yeah, committing. I mean, honestly, you with well, I would say with this level of I wouldn't say they're virtuosos, but but you put them all together, and there is virtuosity in in. The combination and in their their commitment to this thing. It there is nothing more toto than Toto Four.
3: <laughs> toto is toto, to, toto four is toto in Toto. Toto Four is Toto
0: in Toto. For
3: sure. And I, I can I can pinpoint the moment where I knew it was happening, when I knew the brainwashing had had taken over, when I knew that I my walls had come down and the 15-year-old <laughs> Stockholm me hated syndrome, me. yes. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. I knew this was happening. And it was exactly the keyboard lick. During the chorus of Good For You, it went to good. It, it, the chorus of Good For You goes good for you, and there's this keyboard lick that's just like, it's just so positive and so that's, incredible. Yeah. If we can hear that, let's take a listen to that.
0: Let's hear that right now.
3: That keyboard lick, I, I was sitting at my desk, and I was like, oh, God, it's happening. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm liking Toto yep. 4. Oh, shit. Yep. Something's going on. And I'm like, oh, what's happening? the <laughs> inner 15-year-old is like, what's happened yes. to you? You've gotten old and lame. And I'm like, no, I'm into this. I, I am into Toto yeah, I want to highlight something I know exactly Jeffy just what said. are
1: talking about, because there are these little flourishes <laughs> that they would do. Like, there's yeah. one on I Hold You Back. There's one on Good For You, I think, or maybe it's a feeling. And it's these little stings, or these and little it's so like,
3: positive, and and, and, and it's Major just like, G. what? And, and I wanted and to go like, ride a BMX. Yeah, it's like I want to oh. I
0: want to highlight something that Jeffy just said because Jeffy said it, it sounds like Chicago, right? Something, yes, something, yeah, yeah. Good
1: for you. Now, good for
0: you. Sounds just like Chicago did of that era did. Now I oh. do want to bring this up
3: because.
0: And I don't want to ding this album because I love that you guys have come around on it even why, more than. Why I have. haven't you? You're the only one out.
3: You're the only yeah, one I, out I'm, of i a
1: heart I'm, of stone.
0: Yeah,
3: come we'll on. We'll get to that Let in a minute. It go, bring but, it into this. Give but, it up.
0: I Except do love Toto. that song that we just listened to a little bit of. But I'm with Jeffy in that so many, so many. Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, Kyle just texted us. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, no, that, that's what we all, all said, Kyle. That's what no, we all said. I hear say. you. Except, uh, but yes, what so I want to say
1: now, yeah,
0: and I need, I need to make this clear is that so many songs between Rosanna and Africa, right, w- are so positive and so well executed. But they also, many of them, almost all of them, remind me of songs that I'd rather be listening to.
3: But, but how, again, we're talking about Toto Four. When you're listening this to Toto, Toto Four, 4. Enjoy yeah. what's on Toto when, Four. These you, are the best songs you, on Toto you, Four. When so you're love bowling, one you're with.
1: yeah, when you're out yeah. there bowling, do you think <laughs> yeah. about something else? It's like, <laughs> no, like, dude, no. you think about what you're doing. You're listening to Toto Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is true. That's a doing crazy. That's that happening in your brain. You're gonna listen to one album.
0: I feel album like you guys are gonna break. throw me in the trunk of a car before this is over and just play Toto Four in my ears.
4: On the Chicago note, wait. On the Chicago note, I just have to mention Jimmy Pankow the trombone player from Chicago, he plays on Rosanna.
2: Oh,
0: look at that.
1: Yeah, and um, and Toto stole the
0: We're we're Numbering Our Albums concept from them.
1: (laughs) And they still haven't caught up to Chicago. No no one had ever done that before.
0: (laughs) Very few had. I was driving with this album today, I heard Afraid of Love, and you know what I thought? You're afraid of love. That's a lot like Hold On Loosely, which is a better song.
3: Why do you do this? Why do you do this? That's so weird. Why do you have 28?
0: to tear Toto down?
1: Yeah. What have they done I to love you? that
4: you, better. you guys have just gone to, from. Just to build 38 special up. No one's. I ever done. Thanks,
3: <laughs> thanks, Brian. That is so weird. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Toto, Toto fell so my 38 special like, love can remain what? untainted. What?
0: Tell me. Did. Did Toto hurt you? Can I remind you guys about your text from just six days ago? You're so fucking
1: brainwashed. I can can accept new data and then change my (laughs) worldview.
3: Some of us let go. You're just firmly (laughs) Gen X right now. You're totally committed to the bit.
1: (laughs) I, I just feel like you're shaking your fist at the sky here, Adam.
0: I think it's gonna be like a foot race to see who could do an intervention for the other one first <laughs>
1: Kevin maybe you should get out of his yard
3: <laughs> it's so true
4: and, no know, but what, I, I, I the the other thing you're talking about with the sincerity and you know just this it's so there's no varnish of anything on this they truly mean all that and I just yeah. thought about the album cover it's a it's a Take it's off rings. their first album. And, yeah, yeah, their first album had a sword mm-hmm. and a ring. And then the fourth album, see, there's four rings <laughs> because it's oh. the fourth one. Oh, God. And the yeah, early hallelujah. ones are like all chipped I and old. That. And then this is a oh, brand and new one. This is like a new one. One.
1: one. Yes. Oh, wait. Is the one on the bottom It's old. better it's, because it's, it was more successful? <laughs> and then the two in the middle were kind of <laughs> like. Yeah, it was slightly more successful. Okay. I feel like Kyle is my I only friend in the no, world on this guys, one because he is consistently texting Kyle, some shit give it here. Give time, you yeah, we'll yeah. get into look, it. Yeah. I just, I feel better Adam, on myself. Adam, look, like just come over, man. We'll listen yeah. to it. Yeah, I'll sit you down. We can you don't hug. Need to we can hug your family. You know what?
3: We you, we can okay? we can hold you while you we listen can to stay it. stay here forever. Just my family are my enemies.
1: Stay here forever and listen to this. Like,
3: yeah, be a toto
1: for. Look, look. If there are people in your life who
0: don't like Toto, <laughs> yeah. you need to get away from those I people. I
3: agree. They're your enemies. Yeah, They're bad influences
0: in my life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: I, I uh, didn't right. say well, they
0: were bad. <laughs> I just said you, you need to get away from them.
3: I'm interested in this, though. I am interested. Why? Why You guys, because Brian you and I- can resist this power? How can you resist this power? Brian and I had a different experience because it was something, again, ironic that turned very sincere in my case. Um, you two had a, an experience where you were aware of its existence, yet one of you is still resisting, yet another one of you can grow. Like, what, what's happening here?
1: Yeah, I was a Toto fan, a... though, back in the day. I think that oh, might you were. be the difference. What yeah. to what yeah. well, be being a difference. Toto
3: fan back in the day? Did you roller skate to Have, Toto? Having, did you buy? having, the, having the, the Dune soundtrack that they oh, did that
1: with Brian Eno.
3: And the Dune soundtrack? Wait, you said Toto broke up. They didn't make another album, but they did make the Dune soundtrack a couple years later.
0: But what I want to say is, um, to me, I, I have been, I would say, halfway won over by this album. But still, there's an aspect of these songs when I listen to them that sound like I am listening to a band that loves rock and prog rock so very much that they will throw any trick onto any song, regardless of what the song's about. And it's unbelievable things that they're throwing in there. I mean, they they love rock and they're doing it all. But they're also but I, very self consciously doing it all. But there
1: is there is a misstep, and I think I think it's along the things of what you were talking about. Two and a half minutes into th- song three, I won't hold you back.
0: Uh huh. Which you've been dogging. <sighs> I've
1: been. I'm, well, I'm just going to play that that little segment for you, and you tell me what should happen here that doesn't happen.
0: I turn change. it off. Holy where's shit, the, there's no key, the change. key change. You are so fucking right. I there's mean, no doubt. Wait, but both of you. No,
2: <laughs> no, like guys. was guys, a trick
3: guys, that they guys, missed. both of you are now complaining <laughs> about what Toto 4 isn't instead of accepting what Toto 4 is. No. And I think that we need to accept what it is.
0: You know what we need to do now? We need to end this segment and talk about the great products that Toto, if they were here, would definitely endorse. This is Dad Land. Dad Bandland.
3: Dead Bad Land and we are back. We are back from a fantastic commercial break that um
0: where we continued to talk about Toto. We
3: did. We can't stop. We yeah. can't stop. Well. It's it's becoming an addiction. I'm into this. I'm ready you to welcome. stop. I'm not. I'm it's not not not, really yeah. an
1: addiction as much as it is a way of life.
3: It is a joy. You know what yes. I want
0: to preview for everybody is um, if you need toto an antidote for. to the Toto we've just soaked you with, stop it, Kevin. <laughs> if you need an antidote to that, stop it, Jeff. Why would you need it? If you need an antidote to yeah. the Toto that we just soaked you with. Good for um, you. Next week's album. Brian, do you want to say what it is? I'm pretty excited about this.
3: What are we doing? <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're doing nah! uh, Wilco Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Which, Kevin, you've never heard.
3: You know what? I've never heard. Real quick thing, it came out in that early 2000s when I couldn't have been more broke and in school, and there's a whole window of great music that I know I did not ever listen to, so this is going to be all new for me, and maybe I'll have a total like experience for me.
0: You might. Jeffy, how about you? You know that album? Uh,
3: I'm not familiar.
1: Oh, oh, this is going to be great. I know
3: of it, but
1: I'm not, you know... Even if it'll you hate a, it, this it'll is going to be, be, be great. a first-time listen for me.
0: Oh, and how about you, special guest Ninja Brian from Ninja Sex Party? Have you heard Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Oh, wait, that's right. You probably have, but you're a silent character.
3: I'm going to assume that he liked it as much as I did.
0: Okay, so now let's get to this, uh, this um, present day where we're doing not um, uh, guilty pleasures, but we're going back to our new super popular uh, segment, <gasps> Yes. Our it's Sam Hidden Wilson. Treasures. Hidden Treasures. At, at least it. one person out there has thought
1: about sending us an email about this. Yeah. It's not one Once again, send
0: that email to dadbandland at gmail.com. Hit us up on all our socials. But meanwhile, um, Hidden Treasures are songs that uh, you know are buried on some album somewhere. They're just songs that you can't believe weren't a hit because they really should have been in some way or another. Um, and let's start with... Um, my co-host and lead guitarist Kevin Burke
3: all right what's
0: your hidden treasure my hidden
3: treasure is a it's a song but it's also partially a band because this band should have been much bigger than I thought they were and this is a uh, this is one of my favorite bands out of New York in the 90s and they were called degeneration they were a great punk you know sort of punk uh, uh, New York dolls sort of band and I think that Maybe ultimately they were five years too late or five years too early for what was popular at the time. But they have this song, and I heard it on the radio, and I had to stop everything. And it was called, it was called No Way Out. And uh, they ended up doing two versions of it. They had it on their original release, that then they switched labels. And then Rick Okasek from The Cars ended up producing it again on their second album. But the first version of this song, No Way Out by Degeneration, was so awesome. And it was the, exactly the kind of music I wanted to be playing and still want to be playing. And um, I mean, again, this is a this is a rock song. So I'm not seeing this as being a number one hit anywhere. But man, if sure. this came out in 1988, it would have been huge. If it came out in 1999, 2000, it would have been huge. And I feel like it dropped right in the middle of that Hootie era when things were not quite yeah, so exciting. Okay. And if we can the listen hootie to this ears. song, let's take a listen to let's this song. Let's hear it right. Let, it let's hear some
0: of this right now by G Generation.
3: Wow. wow, that should have been a killer rock song. It's still a great song. to cover, but nobody talks about it. It never got the... Right, uh, and,
0: and apparently it was a giant failure. Brian, you were saying while we were listening, could you repeat what you were saying?
4: Oh, I shouldn't reveal trade secrets. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, do, they, do you they, not uh, want it? I, No, but what do you do Yeah, now? no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. So when they played around town, it was interesting because they had a hard time finding good fits for other bands to play with. And they played a lot of like punk shows and at uh, punk venues and hardcore shows, but they were like glam. It was like the New York Dolls playing with the Ramones or something, yeah. which is awesome. And they signed to Columbia Records and everyone, it was one of those things in the business, everyone thought they were going to be huge. So like, how does this not work? Right. And Hidden treasure. The label lost so much money <laughs> on this record and it just never happened. Well, yeah. the record That's after amazing. this, the
3: record, then they got Rico Kasich. The record after this was with Tony Visconti who did... T Rex, we talked about a couple weeks yeah. ago. They gave up their all and it never never yeah. paid off. And it's a yeah, shame because they're right a team. great band. That go is find a, them.
0: That is absolutely a topic we should cover at some time. These these can't miss bands that missed. Um let's keep this rolling though. Let's go to uh let's go to Jeffy Brannion. What's your hidden treasure? Or do you have one, Jeffy?
1: I do indeed have <laughs> one. <laughs> all right, what is it? Um this is a song from nineteen ninety. Um and it's uh, we were talking about Brian Eno earlier. This is a Brian Eno and John Cale song from Wrong Way Up. Uh, this song, like, I don't know, it's just great from the opening, uh, just beautiful guitar riff. And what's it called? Spinning Away. <laughs> okay, I'll play it for you now. Okay, so... Wow. That was great. I love that
0: song. And, um, you know... That was never going to be a hit in 1990.
1: No, it was never going to be a hit, but... That might
0: have been a hit in 1985.
1: Maybe. Um, I'm not sure of the timing, you know, with these things, as, as Kevin was just saying. Sometimes things are just a little bit out of time, but um, I just think the song is beautiful And uh, it's sort of about an artistic journey, which I love. And listen to the words. And uh, listen to that whole album, actually, it's great.
0: And let me remind everybody that with every podcast we put out, we put out a playlist so you can just bop on over to Apple Music and listen to all the songs that we talk about, or at least most of the songs that we talk about. And our guilty pleasures, hidden treasures are always there. It is such a good so, playlist. We, go, we
3: make the best playlists on this show. It's it un- is unbelievably good. so good. Week after week. I can't believe how much I enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I do too. Um, Jeffy, thanks for sharing that with us. I, I'm welcome. starting to really like this hidden treasures segment. Brian Frank, what have you brought? A hidden treasure? I have a,
4: a hidden treasure from the year 2001. Uh, a band out of England called Star Sailor that happened right after all the Brit pop stuff and when right. Coldplay was happening. And they never quite caught on over here. They had some success over in the UK, but didn't, didn't ever work over here. The song is called good souls s-o-u-l-s can we listen to a little before we talk about it just so you guys can
1: good souls by star sailor here we go yeah Uh.
0: Wow. I want to hear
4: that whole thing. Yeah, that's That's fantastic. So James Walsh, who's the singer, has one of the most dramatic and beautiful voices, just unparalleled of that era. This song, the lyrics, the chorus is so uplifting. It's beautiful and heartbreaking. This whole album... All the songs are, like, right on that edge of, like, mm-hmm. it feels spiritually uplifting, but with a tear. It's, it's incredible. I, I want to check that this out because I was a I love this huge
3: record. Britpop fan. I was listening to Supergrass on I the ride hear over. I got that whole thing, and I, too. And, and then by that time, you're right. I mean, the, 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 the Britpop sort so of, it, it was one of my favorite eras, and it had run through by the early 2000s and never was really replaced in my mind. So I'm going to
0: um move us on, but I want to say that I yeah. like the direction that Hidden Treasures is going in. Yeah. Not songs that should have been hits, but songs that we just and bands that we just think got ignored unjustly.
3: Yeah, I think that that that's a safer spot of this to be, to find like bands we were like you should check out because they were yeah. awesome and timing or marketing yeah. or something yeah. was off.
0: But I'm I'm going to turn it into a slightly different direction now because right. the one that I'm going to name is a very well-known artist, and this album did pretty well. 34. But I think it came out when his time was past, oh. uh, in terms of being a hip influence on music, and a lot of the music on what might be one of his best albums was ignored. I want to take you all the way back to 2017. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different era. Uh, Donald, right. Trump, yeah. Donald yeah. Trump was president. There, there was no pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we were all dancing to something called the Frug. And... And there was an album by an artist who I fell in love with in the '90s, named Beck. And he released the album "Colors," which was a minor hit. People know that album. Oh, I know. But it, it didn't receive it didn't receive nearly what it should. So I'm intrigued. I was a big um, Beck fan.
3: I don't even know about this album actually. I longed. It was, and it, it
0: was what? fucking great. What made yeah. me realize it was great actually was my son, who was like, I think nine at the time. He became a big Beck fan as as a result of this album, hearing it in the car, my, and it is it,
1: it. My daughter, the same thing.
0: Yeah, and it's his favorite Beck album, and I can't say he's wrong. I mean, there's, there, you know, I fell in love with Beck like Odelay and and, right. and 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 Midnight Vultures and stuff like that, but but Colors is such a good album. Uh, there were a couple of minor hits on it, like Dear Life and. Um, Dreams, and uh, I think Up All Night was a kind of a, a nouveau disco I remember hit. that song. Uh, I knew that song. You wanna...
4: one. it won a Grammy, this album. It was not This ignored. album won
0: a Grammy <laughs> yes.
4: and was yes. largely
3: ignored album. by pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to list how, how not ignored it was. We're just so, our, I'm, so, I'm your audience here, Adam. I did not know about this album, and I like Beck, so continue on. My,
0: my point, Kevin, yeah. is that a lot of people didn't hear about this album, and even the people who heard about this album didn't hear the song I'm So Free. Mm. Which was never released as a single, which is the one that I've brought to Hidden Treasures today. Here, listen to a little bit of Beck's I'm So Free.
2: I'm on a tangent, textbook, ephemeral, are confusing me. I'm so free now.
4: Yeah, it's a great song, and I think part of uh, this album and that needs to be pointed out is the um, participation of Greg Kirsten, who won the Grammy that year also for producer of the year, and you might know him from all his work with Adele. He co-wrote and performed like Hello and all of her hits, Sia, Paul McCartney, Pink, Halsey, Kelly Clarkson. The production Fru is Fighters.
0: fantastic on this and, album. He
4: co-wrote pretty much the whole album with Beck. There's like a couple songs that are just Beck solo compositions, but he made the record with Beck. And I think I, I got to cool. say,
0: yeah. had this album come out in you know 15 years before, it would have been so massive we would have been unable to avoid it. And I I, I think it, it's got to go up there, believe it or not, with Beck's best albums. And I'm a huge Beck fan. Yeah, I have to check that out. I
3: somehow lost track of Beck sometime after Modern. A guilt. lot of us did. Yeah, he
0: became yeah. weirdly less relevant. But um, it happens to
3: everybody, unfortunately. It, but yeah, he—he. It, he, he it happened on. to all four yes, of us. I mean, what, when? When? No, Dad. Be, <laughs> <you>. What? no, <laughs> no,
0: no. Our discussion
1: I've about Toto Four. is been right on the uh, yeah. get a sense of what that's going to be like someday. Oh, yeah, someday, someday we'll, you know, someday we'll you're be on less podcast, relevant, aren't you? But until then, no. No, no, no. That day has come for you. I'm trying to get a sense of what that's going to be like for me.
0: Later. And on that, I want to tell you guys to send your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Follow us on all the socials. Dadbandland is produced by me and by Jeffy Branion. Cool sonic pastiche by Jeffy. Oh Editing and Starburst. Say something else. <laughs> what Say is it? Is it a montage? Anything. You're Anything. the You're the fucking name-meister. What is the thing name you do Meister. at the beginning of the show?
3: <laughs> Listen, name-meister.
0: You You've clumsy. named three segments on the show tonight. Can you not name right, that because, thing you do?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's a... Uh, Jeffy's thing. It's a... It's a... It's a... It's a sonic wave.
0: Sonic Wave Man by Jeffrey Brannan. No, Editing I'm, and Starburst production by Kyle McGraw. And special thanks to our guest, the silent but deadly Ninja Brian. Our theme song is by Adam Korn. And uh, this has been DBL Dad Band Land. We love you. We'll be back next week. Dad
2: Band Land! Rise
1: above, rise above Those haters our
0: Hey, Ninja Brian, thank you so much. You are welcome on this show anytime.
3: A podcast network.